Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today, I'm here with Stephen Lefkoff, the founder of Small Claims Academy, a business established during the pandemic in 2020 to empower individuals and businesses to perform as well as they can in small claims cases. We'll be discussing how making an effort to be happy can change the arc of your career, strategies to bring more happiness into your life and the lives of others, how to deal with negative situations and more. Hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Stephen. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, you bet, Mark. I'm really excited to be here. And I'd love to just jump right in on our last conversation. You brought up something really interesting. When it comes to starting or building a business during the pandemic, happiness is key. Could you speak more to that? Yeah, I mean, it's contagious, man. I mean, you know, happiness rubs off on people. And when you're building a business or starting a business, you need people, right? No business is in a vacuum successful. You got to either sell a product to a person, you have to hire a person, you have to make phone calls, and they say smiles convey over audio. I mean, you probably can't, well, you may not know this, but I'm smiling right now as I say this. Uh, but that that kind of happiness is critically important because people like happy people. And so when I say, you know, no business starts up or exists in a vacuum, what I mean is you've got to be around other people, whether it's Zoom, phone call, or in person. And generally speaking, folks don't like unhappy people. They don't like, they don't want to do business with unhappy people. They don't want to support unhappy people. They don't, you know, every conversation is dreading, right? It's, oh gosh, he's going to bring up politics or he's going to bring up some misery issue or something like, you know, he lost some money last week and they're going to bring whatever it is. That is not something that that people want to have and want to be involved with and want to surround themselves with. So yes, when you're starting a business or uh, building a business or just living life, being happy is critically important. It's how do you, what would be step one if someone says, okay, I'm listening and this makes sense, but I'm having a bad day or I have more bad days than I should. What would step one of shifting gears into happiness look like? So for me, every day starts by waking up. I shouldn't say for me, everybody's day starts by waking <laughs> up, right? So like, right, like, nope, just mine. Everybody, nobody else sleeps but me, right? So no, I mean, every everybody's day starts by waking up. And so when you wake up in the morning, you have a choice of how you're going to approach that day. And I don't mean your schedule. I don't mean what time your first meeting is or how crazy. I mean, shoot, I'm an attorney. My days go off the rail 30 minutes after I wake up. Right. But that moment that I'm in the bed and I open my eyes, I have a choice to make. Am I going to approach this day smiling and happy or am I going to be miserable? And to me, it's a no brainer choice. I don't know why anyone would make the choice to start their day miserable. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I start happy. And I know that if I start happy, then I'm at least beginning it the way I want to begin the day. Now, in midday, Sure. Things go, like I said, they go off the rails and I have moments where it's, it's misery, right? Bad things happen. There's no question about it, but it's, I compare it kind of to a, uh, I guess it's an ER type doctor, um, maybe, but you just don't know what's going to happen, but the bad ends at some point and it, it ends faster. If you stop 
and think about what's happening right now. And then you recalibrate, right? Recalibrating is something that I swear by. And that's this, this idea that no matter what's going on, you can take 30 seconds, close your eyes, breathe, and recalibrate, start over, right? And that does, that is, it is irrelevant what's happening, really. I mean, when, when you think about it, shoot, you don't have 30 seconds, take five seconds. Just enough time to close your eyes, take in three breaths, open your eyes with a smile on your face. That's it. It's, it's not the hardest thing in the world. What's hard, Mark, is remembering to do it. That's what's really difficult. I mean, everybody I know, and, and I would imagine most people prefer to be happy. That's not, that, I don't think that's a controversial statement. It's, and this applies a lot to entrepreneurs because a lot of entrepreneurs are very busy and don't stop and think about a lot of different things, like things about their business. That's why they hire coaches and that's why they have accountability experts and other things because they don't stop and think. But if you just stop for a few seconds and just recalibrate, then start over with a smile on your face. I mean, it goes a long way. As far as starting over, you had an interesting story about how you do that with your children. As far as if yeah. so someone accidentally <laughs> gets up in a bad mood, I think taking advice with what you do with your kids would be great. Would you share that? Absolutely. I don't know if my kids would love that I would share this, but but we'll do it anyway. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm the the spouse in charge of making breakfast in the morning. And I, uh, well, so my wife is up, she's a teacher. And so she's all getting ready for her day. And so I come downstairs and make my kids breakfast and they'll come downstairs and they're five and seven years old. So they're, you know, who knows? They're like bottle rockets. You light them in the morning and you have no idea what direction they're going to fly. I mean, literally none. So <laughs> some days there are days where either one of them, both of them, whatever, will come downstairs unhappy. And we're talking 7 a.m., right? Or 6.45 in the morning. They hadn't even started yet. And by the way, these kids, like most kids, have no idea how good they have it, right? They, have, they, they don't appreciate anything. But they come downstairs miserable, whether it's I don't want to wear this shirt today or I don't want to wear these shoes or, uh, you know, I, I scratched myself when I was getting dressed, whatever it is. And they're unhappy. And I look at my my kids and they know this. Are, they know this is coming. I say, go back upstairs, climb back into bed and start over. And I don't care if they're dressed I don't care if they have shoes on, you know, the whole no shoes in the bed. This is the only time I say, okay, you're allowed to have your shoes on the bed because <laughs> I don't have time for them to get on, you know, to start to really start over what I want them to. I don't want them to start over physically. I want them to start over mentally. So I say, you're going to go get back into your bed. You're going to count to 15 or 30, whatever that recalibration time is. And then you're going to get out of bed. You're going to come back downstairs and you're going to have a smile on your face. Otherwise you're going to keep doing it all over again. And we're just going to keep doing it until you have a smile on your face. And you're just going to be more and more miserable until you choose to not be. And that's something that is hard to do. Now I'm in my mid thirties. I don't know that I would climb back into my bed with my clothes on and start over like that. But for my kids, it's a total game changer. They get it. They stop crying. They stop whining. They go back upstairs. And then when they're ready, they come down with a smile on their face. It works every time. Have you always been a happy person or did you discover it and have to practice it? Or it, even now, is it autopilot for you or is it something you consciously have to, okay, let me get in the right mode? Because some people are just happy-go-lucky no matter what other people have to say, let me get into happiness mode. Yeah. So, I mean, I think on, on the scale of one to the happiest person on the planet earth, I, I'm not that far, but I'm also not a one. I mean, I'm, I'm probably more happy than most 
Um, because, and it drives my wife crazy, Mark, I'll be honest with you. Cause she's, <laughs> she, she's like, how do you, how do you, compa- it's com- compartmentalizing is really what a lot of it is. And, and part of that is I'm an attorney, right? And so I, I deal with problems all day with my clients. And so I have to kind of take the emotion out of the problems and look at them from a, uh, from a legal perspective or a business perspective or an economic perspective or whatever it is where I'm not having the emotional reaction. And so so that kind of mentality for me translates in, into my personal life where when things happen, whatever that bad thing might be or whatever that whatever happens that might make me unhappy, I, I don't let I kind of let that roll off my shoulder because it, it doesn't benefit me to be miserable ever right? It's never beneficial. And it's a natural reaction. I mean, we've had in COVID, unfortunately, we've had two deaths in my family since since March. And one was really, tra- it wasn't COVID, but it was very tragic. And the other was was my wife's grandmother. And, um, you know, it's still tragic, but she was 90 years old, lived a full life, you know, that, that whole thing. And it's not to me that it, my situation is no different than anybody else's. I, I'm not immune to tragedy or immune to, to crises or bad things. I just know that being miserable and being unhappy doesn't help it. And that's a, that's a conscious choice that I make. It's not autopilot. It is something that I have to remember that, look, yes. Am I sad? Sure. Am I devastated? Sure. Am I going to cry? Absolutely. Right. Sad things happen and emotional reactions are normal. Having no emotion is abnormal, but emotional reactions are normal. But then after that emotional reaction, I have that conscious choice of, look, I can choose to be sad, miserable, and unhappy, or I can choose to to turn the page. And I consciously choose to turn the page. There's an attorney I know in Florida who's famous for this line, flip the pancake. I don't know if you've ever heard that. No. <laughs> but he says, he's, it's, it's the silliest thing. Uh, Bill Umansky is the guy down in the Orlando area. And he said, uh, I heard him speak once and he's like, look, you know, all you got to do is flip the pancake, right? Just flip. There's another side. To, it doesn't matter. You know, it's flipping a coin. It's flipping a pancake. Whatever it is, there are two sides. And if you choose to be the un, on the unhappy side, that's a choice you make. But my advice would be to choose to flip that pancake and be on the happy side of things. So in addition to being a lawyer, you're also a budding entrepreneur. Could you talk a little, just a little bit about what the business is, but more importantly, how has happiness played a role in being able to successfully launch something during the pandemic? So it's played a hundred percent of the role. I will tell you that um, what I've what I've done now. So I'm a general practice attorney in Atlanta, and I've represented a lot of clients for a number of years. And and as a as kind of a GC, as a general counsel, they've sent me to small claims court on a handful of occasions because I'm already on retainer, and it makes sense for them to send me. And I went to small claims court um, a lot, a lot in the last ten years. And a lot of these cases that I've seen go before mine, where I'm sitting there just watching other people litigate their cases without attorneys, I have seen countless folks lose cases they should win. And they lose because they don't know the rules. They don't know the procedures. They don't know what evidence to bring, what witnesses to bring, how to make a legal argument, uh, opening statements, closing arguments, you know, a whole bunch of things that you wouldn't know. No non-attorney would just naturally know this stuff. I mean, a lot of attorneys don't even know this stuff, right? 
Um, so to expect these these folks to come into small claims court and just you know bang a case out like a like a pro is expecting way too much. But that's what we expect. That's what we expect. The taxpayers pay for the judge. They pay for the venue, right? The courthouse. But we're not paying to train people how to sue other people. That's not something that our tax dollars go to. So I saw a case that should have been one that lost. And I said, this is not right. This is, this is not how the system should work. And so I started investigating um, what options are available for people who have small claims. And when I say options, I mean, what legal help can they get? And there's practically none. Because economically, it doesn't make any sense to hire an attorney for a $3,000 case, right? Or a $4,000. You, you may net an additional loss paying an attorney more than the whole case is worth. So I started coaching clients to represent themselves. And that, we talk about happiness, that conveys over into confidence, right? If I'm, if I'm happy and I'm coaching people, then they're going to believe what I'm saying. They're going to trust what I'm saying. And they're going to gain the confidence they need, in my case, in small claims court to perform really, really well. Can't guarantee a win, but they're going to perform better. I can pretty much guarantee that. Then COVID hit. And I said, okay, there's got to be a way because I am concerned about meeting my clients in person. I don't think it conveys quite as well over Zoom or phone calls, uh, what I'm trying to coach them on. And when I'm involved one-on-one, -on -one, number one, it's more expensive because I have to touch every client. I have to be involved in every communication. And number two, we have to, the scheduling is challenging, right? When are you available? When are you available? We'll play these games, right? So COVID hit, the courts closed, and I had more time on my hands. And so I decided to use that time beneficially for me, but more importantly, for all of my potential clients. And, and I start, what I did was I took the coaching program and I converted it into an online course called Gavel that has over 70 lessons in almost five hours of content to coach somebody 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the process, procedures, tips, and tricks of small claims court. I know that was a super long-winded answer to get to the to the catch there. <laughs> well, to get to the catch, when you say happiness is 100% of it, can you talk more about, I mean, how is how was happiness 100% of starting a business in the pandemic? So, well, remember one thing about lawyers. If you if we look back historically, we're called counselors, right? A lot of people call call lawyers. They don't use that word much anymore, but it, we used to be called counselors as a profession. And the reason is because we help people. And one of the things that that I do and in being and trying to be happy all the time is remembering that I'm in business, sure, to pay my bills and pay my mortgage and you know put a roof over my kid's head and all the things that we're all in business for. But I'm also in business to help people. And that helping doesn't come across at all if I'm unhappy, right? How can you help people if you're miserable? And that applies to every business, right? I don't care if you're making bottled water. That bottle of water is helping somebody. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're cleaning houses. It doesn't matter if you're coaching, it, whatever the business is. Like I said, it's not in a vacuum. You got to talk to people. And, and so if you're happy, then you're, that is in, immensely helpful in developing, growing, and maintaining your business and keeping in mind that at the end of the day, right? Now, I'm not talking about the economics of the business, but the, the purpose of the business is to help people. And happiness goes a long way to helping. 
So once somebody starts to practice happiness and they get better at it, maybe they have to go to bed a few times in the morning to start and get back up with their <laughs> shoes on. Got to. Shoes are important. <laughs> I like that. The one time shoes are allowed in the bed. That's it. <laughs> so once someone starts to be happier, what ways can you share happiness and bring it to other people? Because I would imagine that would be a big part of happiness. If you make someone else happy, you're happier. But how do you do it? Yeah. So a lot of that is physical, right? It's smiling. That's to me that that's number one. And like I said, at the beginning here, you can't see me, but I got the biggest friggin' smile on my face right now talking about this. Like if, if you're smiling and I'm no, I am no psychologist. And so your listeners are probably like, who is this buffoon talking about being happy? But if you're smiling, it's conveyed, they say over the phone, even though people can't see it, it's certainly conveyed in person. Right. And, and that in and of itself, it's contagious. I'm, it's like yawning, right? If, if you yawn, the person next to you is going to yawn. I don't know the science behind that. I have no idea how that happens or why, but smiling is the same thing. It's real hard to be miserable when you're next to somebody who's happy and smiling. Sure. Can you be jealous? Yeah, people <laughs> are right. Like you can be like, why is this, why is this guy always freaking happy? Like stop it. You know, that's not real life, but it's that's a that's a conscious choice and it's okay. harder to be jealous and miserable <laughs> than it is to just say you know what i like being around that guy he's happy all the time he's smiling all the time he's like, look we're recording this and um i'm a big braves fan and i don't know how many listeners you have that are into sports okay but i'm a big braves baseball fan and last night I don't, I don't want to get, I mean, I don't know when you're going to release this episode. So maybe I shouldn't talk about dates, but last night the Braves lost to the Dodgers 15 to three. They gave up. Whoa. 11, yeah. Yeah. They gave up 11 runs in the first inning. Um, oh, come on. Uh, and I'm sitting there and I have like the loudest button down brave shirt you've ever seen. It's got like, I mean, it's, it talks. It's one of these shirts that like you need Advil after you look at it because <laughs> it hurts, it hurts your head. And so I'm sitting there in my shirt, like, well, this, this really stinks. I don't see them. It's 11, nothing. I go, I don't see them coming back, but I go to bed that night. I wake up this morning and I say, you know what? They've got another game tonight. They're up two to one in the series. Still who knows what's going to happen, right? I don't know um, how this is going to end, but it's just like in sports where you got to move on. You got to move on. I mean, if they sit there and they sulk over that kind of game, a 15 to three loss of the playoffs, that's going to reflect on the next few games. They're not going very much farther in the playoffs if they do that. So the players, I mean, if you think of that, if you think of your own business and your own mentality and your own personal growth, like a sports team, that you can't harp on yesterday's game. You just can't. If you do, you end up the worst team in the league. You've got to move on. And you wake up the next day, you got a new game to play. Every day is a new game. And you're going to play this one with a smile on your face. And that is something that, I mean, the, the, the analogy goes even further, right? That the fans pick up on, just like your customers in business. If I see my team tonight and they're happy and they're, they're playing, you know, and they're doing everything they can to try and win the game, even though yesterday they lost 15 to three, I, as a fan, am more proud of that team and more proud to support that team than if they come out tonight, they look lethargic, they look miserable, they look like they don't want to be there. And it's no different than when you're dealing with somebody in business or when you're, when you're talking to a buddy or whatever it is that you're doing. If that person wakes up the next day and they're happy, no matter what happened to them the day before, 
you're much more likely to support them economically, support them you know, mentally, support them in friendship and in business. So, I mean, to sum that part of it up, it sounds like ultimately what you're saying is you can choose your own mindset. It's up to you though. Is, would that be it's right? It's nobody else's choice. It's only your choice. That's exactly right. I mean, Mark, I can't tell you whether to be happy or not or how, you know, how to start your day. I can, that's your choice, 100%. So to sum it up, if people are, with what we've said and people are listening about happiness and all the different kinds of awesome advice that you gave, if there is one thing, whether it's reinforcing a point that you made or something you haven't said yet to share about happiness, what would that be? I think, and again, this is a personal opinion, that happiness is the single most important priority somebody can place on their personal well-being. And when I say that, I said before, recalibrating yourself. Not everyone starts their day the same way I do or you know, sends their kids upstairs to restart their day or whatever. Not everybody does that. But I think the most important thing you can do in your personal life is when the ish hits the fan stop, take a second and stop. Life's long, right? Hopefully your day's long, right? A day's 24 hours and you may be awake for 16 of them or 20 of them or whatever. I don't know your schedule, right? I don't know anybody's schedule, but everybody can take 15 to 30 seconds when something bad happens or they're in a bad mood and say, you know what? I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to start over and I'm going to start over with a smile on my face, period. I mean, that, that to me, that's number one. Awesome. And thank you very much for being here, Stephen. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. This was fun, man. Appreciate it. And if people want to reach you, what's the best way to find you online? Uh, sure. So the the Gavel program is www.gavel.legal. I am, my email address, they're welcome to email me. It's Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N at gavel.legal or um, S. Lefkoff. That's S-L-E-F-K-O-F-F on the socials. Excellent. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.